Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shane Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and my car is more famous than I am on Instagram now. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, are, are you, like, why, why would you have fame on Instagram yourself? <laughs> I, I don't really, honestly. Um, I, uh, yeah, I don't. I, but I have, you know, I have a couple hundred followers on Instagram. Okay. And um, so did, did your... In my car, and car picks go viral. No, no, not really. Um, but uh, uh, you know, without getting too deep into it, because I mean, this is a nerd podcast, not a car podcast. Um, my car is a unique color. It is the yes. only one of its type in the entire United States, and so uh, people who are interested in that particular car, um, they follow me. Like that, I, I created a separate account specifically for the car because I didn't want to like mix the two. It, it felt like didn't really work and i was like i'll just create a separate account and i'll post a few pics you know i have people that ask and in the car community instagram is huge in the car community like it's just it is the place to be and um so in i i can't remember i've only been on instagram for maybe three weeks with the car and um i get a new follower probably once every couple hours like it's literally skyrocketed past my my normal account in just a few weeks that's amazing it is it's so weird to me um i am jay and uh i uh i i'm i'm excited to go over the brave new world of, of games workshop uh retelling oh gosh <laughs> jehoshaphat i'm i'm almost terrified at the moment uh i'm josh and I think Trevor's car might be more famous than my political Instagram account. But <laughs> maybe not quite yet. <laughs> how, how are I, uh, I guess on the topic of, of politics that can be discussed outside, uh, the, paywall. outside the paywall. Yeah. Uh, this one cool trick on how to avoid lines at uh, the voting office. I, I can share with people. Uh, so Brian and I went and um, did um, did early voting, and we did it on Halloween afternoon, and it was a ghost town, uh, unsurprisingly. <laughs> and uh, we we got in and out. It was it was wonderful. So there you go. Go go do early voting at um, times when people would not be likely to. Uh, be there yeah yeah um i also did my early voting already it's uh, pretty remarkable the number of candidates in our area though i will say that i know you were voting in a different city than i was voting. yeah we Jay, only had we only had three races with two people in each race so yeah ammon had four races with 11 total candidates okay, scattered well along those four so interesting uh fun um, so with, uh, with Games Workshop, I, I think I previewed a little bit before about how they were changing things and, and instead of like allowing me to do pre-sales and get an idea of demand, uh, before submitting my numbers, um, it has changed and now they, they send out a preview on Sunday and I have to give my um, numbers to them uh, by Tuesday. So 
one of the things that that we're doing we're, we're trying to do social media posts giving information about the items on sunday night and on monday and encouraging people to um to email me with numbers that you know let's say trevor he sends me an email he's like you know i want two of of the space marine ass blaster with jump packs uh and i want three of the tyranids uh you know ass boil with you know super melt again uh and and i want quantity three of that and so then i will use some of this information to do my um want numbers and i'll submit them and one of the things that i'm i'm trying to do that to encourage people to send these emails and and to be a benefit to them for doing it is that um one of the things that can be kind of stressful for games workshop players is that some of the items some sometimes people will really want a certain item and it will be in potentially be in high demand and it uh especially if you're planning on using like the um i mean i guess this has been true with my site as well but like scenario one in the old process i would have like caps on items and so you know if there was a necromunda item it's very realistic that i would be capped at quantity one of a necromunda item and so you know people are you know trying to figure out when it's going to be put live or figure out uh you know trying to scramble to find somewhere where they can buy this item right Um, another example is like if they're trying to buy on the games workshop website um i I think it's like at 10 a.m or 11 a.m they'll they'll be on the website hitting f5 refresh and and when it goes live they've got like you know two minutes to get this item in their cart and and checked out and then even then you know it will uh potentially you know get ordered and then be told that it oversold or something and that order will get canceled and so okay um so there's there's obviously um some some issues with with the previous setting from a uh you know enjoyment of shopping or you know as a as a customer and so one of the things that we're doing to try to inside advisor or make it so that um people have a um a reason to to send these emails is i'll I'll send my want numbers games workshop will get back to me uh by the end of the week with a uh, confirmation on what i'm actually getting from from games workshop and um it should um so far I mean, we in the sample size of one, um, I got <laughs> everything that I requested from from Games Workshop. I love the sample size of one. Yes, it's it's great. <laughs> um, and so then I will go and I'll create for the people who sent me an email saying I want these items. I will create an order for them before the listings go live, and so they don't have to worry about you know the mad scramble or whether or not they're going to uh you know get uh these items or not so uh, it's it's kind of a pain in the butt system for me but i i do think that um you know it's it's something that can hopefully be of a benefit and hopefully make it so it's not quite as stressful buying stuff for uh, people that are um buying games workshop products for me so Send me send me the emails when I when you see the social media posts and and we'll get things uh, straightened away. I like it. There you go. Um, so um, is is there? Do we want to dive into talking about our uh, game uh, content? We should definitely talk. I feel like we should talk about our game day first. Game day, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yes, I think we should. Okay. Uh, so. Was it last Saturday already? It was. Yeah, wasn't it was it? last Saturday. Um, I'm trying to think what. In classic old man fashion, we got together early in the morning to play games. 
<laughs> well, I mean, it was 7 a.m. I just feel like it's an old man thing, you know. It's like some oh. old men get together at the coffee shop and, you know. Yeah, or... there is no way even 10 years ago you would have got me up at 7 a.m. on a Saturday to, okay, maybe 15 years. Another old man trade. I can't remember how many years back. but Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, you know, 15 years ago, no way. I would have told you, take a hike. I'm sleeping in Saturday. <laughs> now I'm like, we get to play games? I'm there. Yeah, <laughs> sign. I, yeah. I don't care what time it is. Now you're like, well, <laughs> 7 p.m. sleeping in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, I had uh, set up the Return to Dark Tower with, um, oh, I forgot the name of the expansion. Uh, it's either Covenant or... Not Covenant. Yeah. Anyway, with the one that has guilds, <laughs> I'll look it up here in a minute. Uh, anyway, we had that all set up to go uh, so that myself and alliances Trevor and Jay, expansion. thank you, alliances, and my father could uh, jump right in to our contest versus the Dark Tower. So it was um, kind of interesting to me. Um, I we were we were playing the game and. Some somewhat towards the start of of the experience, you said, Josh, you were like, man, this is a very different experience playing this game with adults, <laughs> 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 which made me laugh a little bit. <laughs> but uh, I guess maybe can you uh, chat a little bit about what well, prompted it's just, that? Yeah. So I mean, kind of what prompted that comment is. So here's the thing. I mean, Return to Dark Tower, I think everybody knows, is is a co-op game. There is a competitive version. I don't. I've never played the competitive version. I've never even been interested to play the competitive version. Uh, Trevor, have you? <laughs> Excuse me. Um, um. Yes, I've played one game of the competitive version. I believe it was a long time ago, and it wasn't. It honestly wasn't that enjoyable. So it okay. sounds awful. <laughs> I'm not yeah. gonna lie. Just, um, the, the, the truth is, is that you're, it's co-op competitive in a way because you're still having to do things to, to fight the tower, right? As a group. Yeah. Yeah. You're just, you're just wanting to be the one that, that ends up with know, the most credit or whatever. Like, um, you're having to be the one that I'm, I can't remember. It's been so long. I don't remember the, the victory condition, but you're the one that wants to, uh, you know, draw the bad guy out of the tower and. Or whatever, and not yeah. the other people. So, um, it doesn't quite work as well. So there's that. Yeah, but so you know, it's it's a um, it's a co-op game, and and again, I've played I've played it. Let's see, we looked at the stats at the end, didn't we, Jay? I guess I've played it seven times now. And seven like, times on your app. You oh, that's more true. That. I probably played more. So I probably played it at least ten. But you know, five of my seven on my app were failures, and they were probably with my kids. And it's a co-op game, and that I feel like always, always, always the challenge with a co-op game is avoiding, you know, the we call it the alpha gamer, right? The guy, the the one person that just kind of tells sure, everybody what to do. The table captain. Yes, and so I think part of what happens when I've played it like with my kids is I try not to be the table captain, which means that my kids, especially my ten-year-old, will tend to make. Suboptimal. Suboptimal choices. Let's put. I was gonna say more chaotic choices is probably the other way. I <laughs> well, like say, father, right? like son. Yes. Well, that's <laughs> true too, right? So anyway, it was just like the the kind of the table talk with the four of us, and like you know thinking about things like swing your character through here so that we can do the single trade that's allowed per turn, so that you're equipped for your next turn better, and or you know or I you give me the one critical it, item I need to like. One thing that I've noticed as well, so I've played a fair bit of this game with with a younger audience. Um, when when we were when I went to uh, the not Adepticon 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 gathering at Tony Riccio's last year, um, he um, like his his son played, and he had a fair number of friends. And it is kind of interesting. It feels to me like kind of that mindset of like it's when when i play a a cooperative game the the mindset that i tend to have is that like any item i have isn't really my item it is the team's the team's item to help us win the game and um 
that's that's very much not the mindset of a lot of the younger kids. If they're if you're like, hey, can I use this item that will help us? Uh, <laughs> they're like, you know, over my dead pre-adolescent body. Yeah, they're like, uh, no, this is my item. I do not share my items. Uh, so, so this is this is also I've played I've played a significant number of times in this game um, with new players. Oh, so, interesting. Uh-huh. Okay, so I've 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 taken it to I took it to convention um, when it first came out, and I ended up teaching it to probably fifteen different players over the course of however many games that is five different games, and um, there's a shift in mentality from what we as gamers are used to to a co-op environment. So the fact that you can even share these items that you can pass them off in this game is 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 a honestly it's it's the the best way to win this game is yes. by yeah. is by moving items around at, that was at, my experience this this weekend too like yeah and it's interesting to me that every time i would play with newer players and and i don't mean newer gamers but newer players to this game they sort of had that same right. feeling not not necessarily consciously but it's like, oh, what items do you have? Oh, well, I have these items. What should, how can we approach this? It, the, the thought process of we should trade these items to, you know, we should make our own Conan the Barbarian here and hand him everything we've got, that doesn't really cross their mind. And so a lot of the games were lost because, you know, that, that tactic wasn't used very well. And I think that it's just something that's foreign to people. Um, and not, you know, we've, we've grown up not, not sharing uh at the board game table i mean that is kind of a lot of these are like this game i would say has some maybe ancestral roots from like say adventure games or or D or whatever and and it is kind of a foreign concept if you're playing D, you know you're excited to get your you know vorpal sword plus five and even though yes you are in a party of you know, five people going into the dungeon, it would be very strange for you to be like, okay, I'm going to strip naked <laughs> and give all my <laughs> stuff to, uh, you know, this other, other person. And so, uh, there are some ways I can see why it would be the way it is, but, but yeah, it is, it's, it's kind of funny. It, it is. Sometimes it is. Um, so I had a game with more experienced players where we did this, and there are certain bosses in Return to Dark Tower who do damage, table damage to everyone at the table. Uh-huh. And um, we stacked one player to go in and beat up on the boss, and we lost because he did, um, he did. I'm trying to remember. It was like potion damage to everyone at the table. Yeah, and we yeah. Had, we had handed all of our stuff to one guy, and so none of us, and so we all took. You know, we right. all had to pay the penalty. All took a corruption, mm-hmm. and and I believe that happened twice in one. Uh, you know, like maybe even back to back. I'm trying to remember, but anyway, doesn't matter. We lost the game because of it. So there is some built-in. You know, yeah, yeah. There can be negatives to doing it. Negatives to doing it, but overall, it is the best way to, especially the final boss fight. It is the way to right. beat the final boss. Is stacking one player, and if he comes up short, you he. You got, then you he run, stacks then he passes the next on to the next person. Yeah, he stacks it onto the next person, and you just move it around. So, so that was a really long answer to your question, Jay. But that was, I think, that really <laughs> encapsulates why it ended up being a different experience for me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I've played with my kids a couple of times, and they're they're more apt, I think, than your ten year old to ask for guidance to me in a board game. Yes. Then, then your ten year old is just like, I'm going to do what that I want. That is my ten year old's toxic trait. He's yeah. just like, y'all can get wrecked. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. It's so amusing to me that uh <laughs> something something chip off the old block. Is that where this is going? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> He's gonna be a lot more fun when he gets a little bit older and actually has some strategy behind these chaos decisions. Yes, exactly. He's getting there, but what's funny is um, after so the day after we all got together and played this game, which I'm just going to spoiler alert. We did. We were victorious because of the crowd that we had, frankly, uh, the very next morning, he like 
pulls it out and wants to play. So he and I have a game of it running now. Unfortunately, we didn't finish it on the Sunday morning like I wished we would have. So it's been sitting on my freaking table all week. But um, but I'm like, well, it's been a while since I played with him, and he's a little less chaotic. So you're right. There's probably hope. <laughs> I I still think he'll probably be a chip off the old block. He'll probably always have some vein of chaos. Yes. But I think yes. I think his chaotic decisions at some point will gain a level of I'm doing this for a purpose. Right. And it's it doesn't feel like it's it's definitely not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 does things because he thinks it's gonna look cool, mm-hmm. which is which is fine. Because it and, amuses him, right? Yes. <laughs> His toxic trait. Trait. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Any any. Actually, I I have a question for you about this, Trevor. Um. So. In general, cooperative games are not you're you're not nearly as big a fan of them as I am. Trevor doesn't seek them out. Um, but uh, I, I think it's fair to say that this is a, a cooperative game that you enjoy quite a bit. Is that is that correct? Yes. And so, what is it about this game that you like more compared to other cooperative games? Um, I believe. I'm not certain that I can put a finger on it. Okay, so I'm gonna. This is my guess. My guess is that the reason I enjoy this game more than other cooperative games is the balance of the actions. So the Go the, action, the actions feel like they're better balanced to the point where um, the there's not always a clear path to which you should take each turn. Mm-hmm. So the alpha gamer, and my my issue with all cooperative games has always been the alpha gamer. One of my favorite cooperative games, and I'll mention it here again for those looking for fun, quick cooperative games, is um, uh, Escape from the Temple Curse. Okay, and Escape from the Temple Curse is a timed game where there's a 10-minute clock, and the game ends at 10 minutes regardless of what happens. And everyone's on their own. Everyone's kind of rolling dice on their own. And it's kind of a frenetic thing, right? And you can't you can't wait to get recommendations from somebody else at the table. And you can't provide recommendations to somebody else at the table because you're worried about your own dice at that time. Now, does that minimize the amount of teamwork? Maybe to a degree, but there's still quite a bit of teamwork in that game. Um, but you, the, the alpha gamer doesn't happen because there's no time for it. Here, the alpha gamer still happens a little bit, but it's it's reduced because the truth is, is there's rarely a time when a player who's actually trying to win and not just doing chaotic things, but rarely a time when a player who approaches me and says, this is what I'm going to do, where I'm like, no, that's flat out bad, right? There's there's always like every option. There's always sort of a justification for there's it. There's always saying. a justification for it. There's rarely a time where I'm like, that's just a straight up bad decision. You know, so um, and part of that is because the game, there's a lot of hidden stuff with the app that you don't know what's going to happen. You know, it's a little bit harder to to figure out what you need to be doing. You know, there's always there's multiple clocks going on with the um, timer of the months, the events, the quests, the, the foes, the the foes, the um, the the uh, skulls on top of buildings, the corruption. Um, or whatever it's called. So there's always a good, we could do this. And honestly, there's very few times in a game turn where the game turn ends and you've completed everything, right? All the skulls are gone. All the foes are defeated. All the quests are completed. I mean, even just that one right there, all the quests completed before the end of the month, it's pretty rare. So you have to make these choices that are tough and there's rarely a clear path that you have to take. And that means that in a co-op situation, I, you know, when I say you should do this and they say, well, I, I was thinking about doing this. There's rarely a time where I go, eh, that's not really a good where you're choice. Like, I'm, you're I'm the wrong. Yeah, I'm the <laughs> alpha gamer. I'm the one that I hate playing with. Right? <laughs> so if if I'm feeling like I don't have good recommend, I can give you a recommendation if you ask. But if you tell me something different, I say, that's probably OK. You know that's good for me. I'm because I'm not. I don't feel you know dedicated to me telling you what to do, and and your input becomes valuable. That's that's what makes it such a great co-op game, and where a lot of other co-op games fail. Honestly, hmm. I hadn't given it that level of thought. So yeah, okay, I like. I it. mean, truly, I haven't either. The Jay put me on the spot. That's what I came up with. You know, 
I'm not even sure that's the truth. But that's what I mean. It feels, it, feels well, it kind I of mean, matches the experience that I've had with it every time. Though. Some that's, other some other things that I would maybe throw out there as as reasons is that um, you you've and I say this lovingly because <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Uh, but you've you've always kind of loved a game that that melds the best worlds of Euro games with Ameritrash. Sure. And I would I would even lean more toward I don't mind saying it I lean more towards Ameritrash if right if I have to choose yeah this and, does it well yeah and this this does that very well in my opinion so you, that's absolutely that's something um, there's I think there's also the nostalgia and the coolness factor um, I mean this game has a lot of character like you you can't there's there's just that. it's it's just a really freaking cool game mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um. And I mean, I, I don't know what your other uh, games of Dark Tower have been like or their composition, but you know the the people that we played with on this most recent time were it, it was a lovely play group, um, and in a lot of ways, um, the the people that you play a cooperative game make a huge impact on how much fun you have with said cooperative game. <laughs> yeah, agreed. Yeah, that's true. Um, I've had some really close games, like losing on the you mm-hmm. know, the, the, the mm-hmm. final card and stuff like that, and those have been immensely memorable, right? Right. So a game that's that's fairly well balanced, um, for victory versus defeat, because a lot of games there's there's just victory, there's no defeat, or there's just defeat, no victory. There was a Warhammer card game that, that was co-op that came out a few years ago, and we played, I don't remember, 20 games of it and won zero. It, it was, <laughs> Which game was it? I don't know. I'm trying to remember. I mean, that it sounds was, like the, the perfect game for Trevor. <laughs> it was Kinda. brutal. It was brutal. Like it, it wasn't like we, you know, it wasn't giving me any hope either of victory. I, I gave, I gave up on it. I'm like, this is awful, you know, because I thought <laughs> at first I'm like, you know, we can do this, we can win this game, you know, and I kept we, we were working through it and we were doing better, but honestly, after 20 games, we never got close, and I just thought I, I got to the point where I was convinced that the game just was not well balanced. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. It's funny that was my wife's experience with. Um... Pandemic, pandemic when know. it first came out yeah, yeah like so yeah and i thought this was the same thing i thought oh we're gonna figure out there's gonna be a trick to it because pandemic has some tricks to it mm-hmm. to, to yeah, win it's fair. It's fair to and say. I, I just thought we were missing it you know so i i you know do the same thing i would do any situation like this i hit the, the board game geek forums and there was a lot of you know the same angst everywhere it wasn't just us and i was like okay that tells me something, right? When the greater community is putting their heads together and they're all saying this game is not well balanced, that <laughs> that, that that tells you something. Well, so after Dark Tower, uh, we did play another couple quick fillers, which I would just be curious for comments on. Before Jay had to leave, we um, taught and played with him the game Ship Shape. Which is a, I don't know, what do you call that? A spatial puzzle game about being pirates? Yeah, we talked about it last week or the, two weeks ago. Yeah, we played it at Icon. And then after Jay left, Trevor and um, my son-in-law and my dad and I, we played a game that had actually been one of the hot games at Icon, which is a game called Spellbook by, um, mm. I forget how you say his name, Philip Jurgen Word or whatever. <laughs> And I said your Jurgen words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How would you describe Spellbook, Trevor? Mm, it's a tableau engine builder. Yeah, yeah. Of, you know, you're learning your grimoire, basically. You're learning spells, right? With a kind of random um, mana element. So, uh, anyway, I thought that one was a, a good filler, colorful, beautiful art, right? But just, just a filler, really, in the end. All right. We ready to talk about my topic? I'm ready. Let's do it. I'm afraid if I we was, go too I long, was born we're, ready. we will miss out on it, and I want Weird. to get into it. Yes. Okay. I love so, that you think that I'm going to have any input on this topic. <laughs> I, th- I think you will. Okay. Uh, okay. okay. You, may not bring, you may not bring the game to the table, but I think you'll have input. Okay. Okay. So anyway, uh, we have a mutual friend, the three of us, 
who is a um, a counselor, and he's worked for the state for many, many years, and he has decided to start his own private practice. Um, he um, so he's going kind of out on his own. He came to me and he asked me for suggestions, and I'm going to use his words here, and I'm going to morph it because I think he's maybe he's thinking a little too inside the box. Um, but he asked for suggestions on two-player card games for teenagers. He wants to keep them in his office um, for some of his teenager clients. And when I pressed him a little bit more information, this is what he told me. He says, teens can be hard to fill an hour with purely with therapy talk. Playing Mm. a game is a good way to build rapport and to even make a therapeutic connection. Um, So they won't be sitting like on a coffee table in his waiting room. These are things that he's actually going to be used to player him and his um, whoever he's counseling. Right. Um, So he needs to be able to um, have a quick teachable um, available to a more wide audience because not all teens are going to be board gamers. Right. We're going to be quick to pick these things up. Um, But he wants to be able to, you know, teach them quickly something that has replayability and something that he can probably play. I'm going to put the time frame of of half hour. Now, he said card game, but I think he's thinking a little too narrow. I think we should make it a small footprint two player game of any type. And that's the way I presented it to you guys. So I'm, I'm hoping that we can, you know, stretch outside the box. But he was talking about investing in in two decks of magic and teaching a child oh. magic and i'm like i mean i was about to just jokingly make a comment about magic because there was part of me that was like you know come visit your mental health professional and have him get you a and get, get a new addiction <laughs> yes get a new addiction so i don't think he's necessarily in a bad spot if he's custom built the decks to be simple to play uh, and true, yeah can, yeah yeah i think you can teach magic pretty quickly however i i know that he's sort of getting into desperation territory because he's he, there's a lot to look at there's there's very few there's not a lot of feedback out there and and what he's looking for is kind of a specific thing right it's a two-player game that you can play in 30 minutes that's easy to explain and that's has replayability to it i think because you know it's it's one thing to get this out once but it's another thing to say to have that that team come back and say hey can we play that again because i you know i want to try to do better this time Mm -hmm. so and i thought that one of the things we could also talk about was you know how to connect with your nieces and nephews or with your own child using a two-player game as um, the medium well i'm excited to hear your first suggestion yeah you said you were going to lead us off with the suggestion I'm, i'm ready oh i didn't realize i was going to lead with a suggestion um, I was I was leading off with the story of how to get in, but oh, I will, okay. I will right. lead off with a suggestion. I'm I did prepare. So there's a game, um, and and um, I have not played the newer version, and this is the one I'm going to recommend because I think it's probably more connectable to youth than the one that I actually played. So the one that I played is called Cold War CIA versus KGB. Oh man, that's a throwback. Okay, I like it. Yeah. So did you have you played this game, Josh? Oh yeah. Do, Remember it? Yeah. So this was a, a fantasy flight game, I, if I remember right, from 2007. Um, and uh, it was re-implemented. And I have not played the re-implementation. So I and on Board Game Geek, this has a lower rating. So maybe they've changed the rules and it's not as good. Um, but this one's called Star Wars Empire versus Rebellion. Oh, um, I didn't really. So this is a re-implementation of that? No, Star Wars Empire versus Rebellion is a re-implementation of Cold War CIA. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Yes, okay, I yes, didn't realize is. that. Interesting. Have you, have you okay. played that one as well? No, uh-uh. Okay. So anyway, um, I have played Cold War CIA versus KGB, and um, I, I, I don't remember it as well as I should, but it's a game that you could play with two players. It's sort of like a, a little bit like a trick-taking game. You're playing cards that are countering each other. Um, and you're trying to win the round. Um, and I, I thought different locations kind of affect like, you know, what wins and what doesn't. Right. Yes. And, and there's some strategy to what cards you play. Um, anyway, it's, it's a fun game. It's quick. It's easy to explain. Um, and it's a very enjoyable two player game. Right. So I think the biggest issue with, with cold War CA versus KGB is I'm recommending a game that's 16 years old. So um, the chances of finding a copy might be pretty slim. 
which mm. is what which is why I recommended the newer the game, Star Wars one, yeah. the Star Wars one, which is still uh, nine years old and going to be difficult to find, but probably less so. So that, that's um, my first recommendation. Okay, my my first recommendation um, is <laughs> one that I well, it's really two games that I sell that uh, that I have not yet had a chance to play. I'm curious if either of you have and what your opinions on them. Um, so the two I'm thinking of are the Fox in the Forest and the Fox in the Forest duet. So they're both trick-taking games, which is going to be familiar to people that are uh, have played like hearts or spades or stuff like that. Um, and, and the Fox in the Forest is kind of a... Um, a Purely that, where you're you're playing against each other, doing the trick-taking stuff, and and I guess the reason why I recommended that over, say, hearts or um, spades is that um, that there are some families that would, uh, in our area, that would have issues with you uh, doing like playing cards with with a teenager. Yes, face cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and but they're they're not going to be upset at you having cute little foxes doing tricks with each other. So. <laughs> Um, and then the Fox and, funny. Forest, <laughs> Fox and the Forest duet, uh, is a cooperative trick taking game where you are, um, so the description says in the two player cooperative trick taking game, the Fox and the Forest duet players team up, helping each other move through the forest, collect all the gems before the end of three rounds of play and you win. So, um, I do think that, especially in like a, a counseling setting, that doing a, a cooperative game could be a, an interesting experience as well. Yeah, I don't know t- too many two-player cooperative games. I'm sure there's others, but um... and this and Fox and the Force duet, it's stated playtime is is 30 minutes. So yeah, uh, have have either of you played either of these? No, uh-uh. no, I have not. I've... I might add it to my list of things to try at the BGG uh, library. Excellent. Yeah, it's there are ones that I I picked up pre-pandemic as I was stocking up on stuff to sell when people went into lockdown, uh, and I was actually interested in in doing Fox and the Forest duet with Brian, and he was like, "No, go away." <laughs> <laughs> so fun. I. I don't even know if it's is code names two play. Can you play code names two player? There's a code name. Uh, it's called Code Names Duel, Duel? right? Yeah, Jay, yeah, I think that, so. that you I can. So. so that would be um, a fantastic. I would think that would be a fantastic tool to get people talking, right, and to start thinking about the way each other think. Uh, I mean, there's a I couple know, of two player word games that would be kind of interesting along those lines. Exactly. What you're I haven't. I haven't played Codenames Duel. I have no idea how it plays out, but I played plenty of Codenames, and it's it's just a fantastic way to start seeing the way that other people see the world, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's a good point. Uh, well, so my first offering is um not exactly a card game, I guess, and actually can do up to eight players, weirdly enough. But I just think it has so much replayability. It has kind of a a zen feeling to it i know we've all played it like dozens of times because you can just you know whip it out to fill in the truth is you're going to play it in maybe 15 minutes right but i think i think suro is one that you should consider Mm. right so it's called suro the game of the path that's spelled t-s-u-r-o um it's a tile laying game but the tiles have these sort of like um paths scratched in sand look to them you know so every tile has uh, kind of like uh what eight different paths that can go off of it and so you lay it down and it creates a, a an ongoing path onto this board that is a gosh i think the board of suro is an eight by eight grid it might be a 10 by 10 i think it's eight by eight though and um and the object is to be the last um, playing piece left on the board. So you lay a tile down, and then your playing piece has to follow whatever path you just created by that new tile. And it's if it 12 takes by you, 12. is it twelve by twelve? Oh, geez. Okay. So, and if it <laughs> takes you off the board, you know, then you're eliminated. If you if you run into another player, you're both eliminated. So, I mean, in a two-player playing of Suru, I guess that would be a victory uh, of its own. Uh, yeah, a point for conversation, I guess. Right. That's playing to a draw. Anyway, that was just kind of one that I thought of as you. Um, 
kind of invited us to take this thought. Um, you, that was one on. I didn't even. I've played it plenty of times and it didn't occur to me. That is such a great recommendation too. Well, um, it's, I, the reason it didn't occur to me at first is because you don't normally play it with only two players, but I have played it multiple times with two players and it 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 just really scales really well. The truth is that's yes, one of it its – that's one thing about Suro that you just can absolutely say is it scales very well. So, And it so, looks so, non-threatening too. <laughs> yeah, it does. So um, – should I leave the other one you, you we talked about to you or No no you go ahead you got it <laughs> All right um so the 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 next one I'm going to recommend is a board game called Raptor um and it is um it's a two player game where one person plays it's probably our most aggressive recommend <laughs> Yes that's true it's quite aggressive um but um one person plays uh the Velociraptors um uh, <laughs> specifically the Mama Velociraptor and a bunch of babies and the other person plays the park rangers essentially is that yeah i mean yeah yeah, i would call it like almost the jurassic park rangers in a way like yes so they're trying to um, capture all of the uh, baby raptors basically and mama raptors trying to protect her young by killing the park rangers Um, and it is a so an asynchronous two-player game that has um, some really interesting replayability and strategy to it um, there are some issues game design wise. Once you've played it enough, you start to see the matrix a little bit. And I can't remember. I can't even remember which side has the, like the easier path to victory. But it doesn't matter. The truth is, is this is easy to teach. Is a lot of fun. Is short. It's it's the theme it's, is very appealing. I feel the like theme is very appealing. Yes. Um. And um. It, it's it's quick. It's fun. It's great. It's a great game. Um. Okay. So I can do another recommend um so this is this might lead to uh some sadness or frustration (laughs) on the point of everyone playing as they uh have great failure at it but um this is another cooperative game that can be played this one can be played two to five players um but uh hanabi is Oh geez, Good. a game you could consider. Okay. Uh, it sounds like Josh is not a fan. I think the no, no, I'm a fan. I just like I'm. I don't know if I've ever won the game, so I have a special relationship with it. Oh, interesting. It's uh, not a game you win. It's a game you score at, Josh. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that, <laughs> that made me throw up in my mouth a little bit. So congrats. Um, <laughs> I feel pretty confident I've I've won the game before. Um, but yeah, I mean, so it is, the theme of it is, well, I, the theme is fairly light, I guess. Um, you are, uh, you're not supposed to be talking to each other during the game and you are creating a fireworks display with either, it depends on the, the, the version of the game you have. You could have either cards that you're playing with or tiles. Um, the, the version with tiles is much more aesthetically pleasing um and you're you're trying to the tiles or cards come in uh colors and numbers that are going from one to four i think or maybe five five and you have to get basically you know things in order so like green one then green two it's sorted out and you have to manage to do all this without talking to each other um i'm 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 curious uh josh what your your experience is playing or i guess both of you if if you've both played it but what have things been like uh with this game for you i mean honestly i think i've only played it maybe three times um and usually it's with a group of four or five and probably the one word description of my plays every time have been chaos <laughs> so I've played this game many, many times, and I've taught it to lots of non-gamers. Okay. And it's a great game for non-gamers, like teaching them quickly. The, my only caveat is I've never played it two-player, and I don't know how well it would work. Okay. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but but for a group, um, you know, I I've probably actually completed the entire fireworks display once or twice as well, but it's pretty rare. Generally, I'm looking at you know the total score, you know, points added up. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, it's interesting. I, I again, I, I think that I don't it's, know that it's 
Go ahead, Trevor. I was just going to say, I, my, my only concern about it for the, our recommendation here is is whether or not it's um, how good it is at two-player, because I've never done it. But it, as a four- or five-player game, it's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. It's one of my favorite games. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to give another recommend. How are we doing on time, Jay? Um, yeah, you, you got a couple of minutes a little bit. Okay, sure, yeah. so I'm going to give another recommend that, once again, is not just a two-player game, right? But I, again, as we were going through this topic, and partly after I thought of Sura, I was like, actually, this one would be really good, especially in the env- environment that, that he was asking you about. Um, plus, a new expansion just came out, and I'm dying to play the new expansion. So, um, Canvas. I think Canvas two-player would still be fantastic, and I, I, it, it, there's just an atmosphere that that game brings with it. I've never played a two-player either. I, in fact, I didn't even think of it. I know. That's why I wanted to bring it up. I'm, I'm here to bring the ones that you wouldn't have thought of as two-player, right? Um, right. <laughs> and I have. You know, I played it, like, with my 10-year-old. Um, and, you know, the, the most satisfying thing about Canvas, in my mind, is just the whole, you know... Th- so this is the game where you have um, clear cards that have, you know, paintings on them, and you've combined three of those to create a masterpiece, right? And you do that three times in the course of the game. And, of course, there's different uh, requirements that, you know, it have certain elements in it and that scores you more points or what have you. But, like, just the actual and, and frankly, the tactile experience, too, of, like, manipulating these different art pieces and putting them together and seeing, like, you know, what they look like when they're overlaid with each other or and what the name of the painting becomes. Like, all of that just has a real... I just find Canvas incredibly soothing, I think, is probably the the, the phrase I would use. The best part about Canvas is you can lose the game and not even care. Correct. <laughs> like you, you can, you can get smashed by somebody and still enjoy every minute of it. Yeah, it's just it's a cathartic. Is probably the right word. But um, I, I'm going to throw out a few quick recommends. Um, so the two-player game that I've played more of than probably any other two-player game in the entire world because it was on mobile and I had like seven games of it going at a time is Ascension. And in 2013, they put out, and this may not even be available anymore, but Ascension certainly is still available, but I don't know if this is. There was a, a game in 2013 that they put out called the Ascension Apprentice Edition. Oh, it's interesting. A, okay. It's a single single box of 110-card deck. Um, that's probably was probably pretty cheap at the time. I don't know if again, I don't know if it's even available now, but you could you could pull it out. It had cardboard um, uh, things for the gems and other things that the normal game wouldn't have. Um, so it's cheap, quick. It's a card game like what he originally asked for. Um, and it's easy to teach. And the, the apprentice edition is specifically set up to teach new players how to play ascension and i don't think ascension the base game is all that difficult and i think you could probably jump into that Um, but there's so many expansions for ascension it's really it's become sort of difficult to get into so anyway ascension apprentice edition um there's one that i've never played but i played the the regular version which is blockus there's a blockus duo replay two player which is kind of like competitive tetris yes and blockus is a really great game um, Blockus Duo is a is I haven't played it, but it I, I'm assuming that you know all the rules are very very similar. Um, and just looking at it, it just looks like a two player version of the four player game. Um, it looks fantastic. Um, would be a great quick game. Um, and then the last one that I have played and is fantastic, but is a little more advanced than some of these other games we've talked about is Seven Wonders Duel. Yeah, there's there's actually a bunch of dual games, you know, Agricola, et cetera, et cetera, that are available from Asmodee. Yeah. Yeah. I, there's a couple that, there's a couple problem. that I was going to suggest yeah. that is a series that has been done by, um, the designer is Paolo Mori. I can't remember if you played any of these Trevor, but like he has three games that are supposedly like 20 minute games and they are that fast. One's called Caesar with an exclamation mark. One's called Blitzkrieg. Um, you know, which is like, uh, and, and the, the tagline is experience world war two in, um, 20 minutes. And the other one is called, I haven't played it yet, but it's, I think it's called Dogfight. And so again, it's like a, it's like a two player dogfight, just self-contained on a board. It, it, all the games seem to involve this like drawing um, tiles from out of the bag. And, you know, that it kind of determines what you can do with your turn. Uh, They're, they're really clever. They're quite fun. I just, they might, 
the, my only hesitation is I'm not sure if they're simple enough to teach. Um, uh, but they're anyway, th those are ones that I was thinking of. They're kind of a different approach, right? I, I want to say one more that I've only played on um, a board game arena, and we should try it, Trevor. Um, and I, again, I guess it will do one to four players. I've only played it two players so far with my little brother. And it's called Regicide. Um, and it's it's interesting. It, it's I think it's a poker deck, but they've put like, you know, fantasy art on it. And the theme is that you're trying to like basically overthrow this corrupt monarchy. So you're fighting like the jack and then the queen and then the king. Right. And every suit has a certain special power like. Um, I think clubs like double the value of the cards that you're playing to attack and like hearts will heal you. And I can't remember what the other two do, but that just to kind of give you a flavor of what it is. Anyway, I've we've only played on board game arena about three or four times. We have lost every time it, it gets hard as all get out uh, as you kind of advance up the, the monarchy or whatever, but it's really cool art. And so I, I don't know if it would, again, that, that kind of, concern about face cards you know they are yeah. technically face cards i guess like you know but man they're they're like gorgeous so that's just one i wanted to mention because i thought it was interesting all right well let's wrap it up there and you guys can let us know uh, what recommendations you have on yes please send in recommendations for this two sort player of... games yeah. yeah all right 